Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The top stories from the KCBS Radio Newsroom. This is the All Local. Good morning. I'm Margie Schaefer. And I'm Eric Thomas. Here's what's happening. A warehouse in Oakland partially collapsed early this morning, killing one worker inside. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon is live on the scene there with details. Good morning, Raquel. Good morning, Eric and Margie. The roof over one corner of this huge warehouse caved in, likely under the weight of rainwater. As all that water rushed out, it ripped the front doors off and carried chunks of drywall and pieces of office furniture out onto the blacktop out here. This warehouse is a distribution center for Pete's Coffee, which rents the space. It's a longtime Bay Area company. Mary O'Connell is a spokesperson for Pete's. It's heartbreaking. It's an unbelievable tragedy. Our distribution lead, a longtime employee at Pete's, was here getting ready for the day, sitting in the office, and there was a partial collapse of the roof over the office area. He was killed and one other person was injured in the collapse, which happened at about 3.50 a.m. 70 people were scheduled to report for the first shift at 4 a.m. They would walk right through the entrance and office, which is now all torn up by that water and open to the sky. O'Connell said it is horrible that one of their employees died, but if it had happened just 10 minutes later, it could have been a lot worse. Live in Oakland, Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS. Thank you, Raquel. We've been telling you all morning about the closure of Interstate 580 because of flooding. Now KCBS's Matt Bigler joins us live with an update and some better news. Matt? Yeah, Margie, as Kim Wonderly has been telling you in traffic, eastbound lanes of 580 here at about High Street have reopened. You can probably hear the freeway traffic passing by me in the background. That's the good news. But there is still a lot of water in the westbound lanes, the commute direction. There's so much water, it's still about the size of a small pond. I would say a football field in length, and it's deep enough. So, as I mentioned in my last report, ducks have been swimming in the pond. Now, the, <laughs> the ducks appear to be gone now. I, we've been looking around for them with some other reporters, but uh, they uh, appear to have flown the coop, as it were, maybe because it's noisy, maybe because there is a Caltrans contractor who's been in that water almost up to his waist along the side of the freeway looking for clogged storm drains. He's been taking a stick of some sort, plunging it down into the water, checking to see where the storm drains are, trying to get them unclogged. On the other side of the freeway, there's a big pump that is pumping out water. We're not exactly sure why the water has not receded. There's a lot of debris on the freeway, maybe from recent uh, uh, vegetation clearing here. There's wood chips all, all over the side of the freeway. The estimate is still noon today that westbound lanes will reopen. We'll see if that actually happens. Reporting live on 580 in Oakland, Matt Bigler, KCBS. Matt, thank you very much. 
As we've been reporting, the Bay Area is getting another dose of atmospheric river, and Santa Cruz County officials have called for evacuations in several communities. KCBS's Jennifer Hodges is in Santa Cruz with the update. The big problem in the county is here on Main Street in SoCal, where a portion of the street washed out entirely from flooding. Rebecca Hughes is a midwife keeping a close eye on her neighborhood. You know, and I've lived here for over 40 years, almost 45 years. So I've seen it flood before, but I've never seen it do that. This street is the only way in and out for hundreds of residents. Anthony Cefaloni is a division chief with Central Fire. The entire road is gone for about, oh, I would guess maybe a 25-foot section. The objective would be to at least get one lane where things can go up and down through it. So. The county has opened a number of shelters for those people evacuated and the homeless to get in out of the elements. It's important to be indoors at night. Uh, you know, it's freezing cold. County residents are being encouraged to know the zone they live in, considering there are so many evacuation warnings and orders. Jennifer Hodges, KCBS. Well, it's not just wet here in the Bay Area. Also up at Tahoe at lake level, a lot of snow is turning to slush, which will eventually refreeze and make driving really tricky. An update now from KCBS reporter Holly Kwan. There's been a lot of shoveling going on in Tahoe, but it's been from 14 feet off the ground. Truckee High has been closed due to too much snow on the roof. One roofing company has a waiting list of 100 people long for removal service. People were in the last few days getting up to shovel their roofs with anywhere between, you know, 5 and 12 feet of snow compiled on their roof. Longtime Tahoe ski marketing exec Kevin Cooper says it's because once the slush refreezes, it's going to add a lot of weight. Palisades Ski Resort tweeting out that it was raining at 8,500 feet and gusting up to 139 miles an hour on the ridgeline. A lot of resorts closed so they can prep for the weekend. And speaking of the weekend... A lot of delivery trucks in and around the region yesterday. Gas trucks. You could see your everything from Safeway to Rayleigh's to your grocery outlets all getting stocked up. People are walking into the stores and they're getting what they need to sit down for two, three, four days here in the lake. The other thing we got to watch about, pay attention to, is the possible with power outages with those high winds. Last night, we didn't see it, but today with those lowering temperatures and that cold, wet water, we might see power start to go intermittently out in and around the region. Holly Kwan, KCBS. There's been a lot of shoveling going on in Tahoe, but it's been from 14 feet off the ground. Truckee High has been closed due to too much snow on the roof. One roofing company has a waiting list of 100 people long for removal service. People were in the last few days getting up to shovel their roofs with anywhere between, you know, 5 and 12 feet of snow compiled on their roof. Longtime Tahoe Ski Marketing exec Kevin Cooper says it's because once the slush refreezes, it's going to add a lot of weight. Palisades Ski Resort tweeting out that it was raining at 8,500 feet and gusting up to 139 miles an hour on the ridgeline. A lot of resorts closed so they can prep for the weekend. And speaking of the weekend... A lot of delivery trucks in and around the region yesterday. Gas trucks. You could see your everything from Safeway to Rayleigh's to your grocery outlets all getting stocked up. People are walking into the stores and they're getting what they need to sit down for two, three, four days here in the lake. The other thing we got to watch about, pay attention to, is the possible with power outages with those high winds. Last night, we didn't see it, but today with those lowering temperatures and that cold, wet water, 
we might see power start to go intermittently out in and around the region. Holly Kwan, KCBS. California's flood control systems work to make sure that excess water, like what we're seeing right now, gets out to the ocean as opposed to pooling in our, in our neighborhoods. But as KCBS's Megan Goldsby reports, state water officials are also working to make sure that more of that water is saved for the future. When there is this much unexpected precipitation in one winter, you have to be smart with it, says Carla Namath. She's director of the California Department of Water Resources. That means taking excess stormwater and storing it underground to rebuild groundwater supplies, which will continue to be significantly depleted. It takes years to rebuild that supply, a much slower process than refilling the reservoirs. But now, says Ernest Conant, regional director of the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation, they're speeding it up as much as possible. We have what's called Section 215 water, which is unstorable or flood water, that we make available um, to our regional partners, to various agencies throughout the state. And an order this week from the State Water Resources Control Board means they'll now be able to get that water underground quickly. So this is an example of the collaborative efforts between state and federal agencies in order to maximize the use of these floodwaters while they're now available. They are planning to do more of this cutting through red tape. We hope that over um, the course of these next series of of storms, we can identify those projects and get those recharge uh, systems activated. Megan Goldsby, KCBS. With 53 inches of snow falling on Mount Hamilton in Santa Clara County in the past two weeks, the Astronomical Observatory there has been shut down. KCBS's Raquel Maria Dillon reports researchers who use the telescopes are getting frustrated. The state-of-the-art telescopes at Lick Observatory are much in demand from scientists. But with the facility under more than four feet of snow, the domes that protect the instruments from the elements can't even open. Staff astronomer Eleanor Gates says that leaves a lot of researchers and grad students out of luck. Long-term researchers like myself, I've been at Lick Observatory for 25 years, can be more philosophical about it. Our graduate students, it can be very frustrating. Their research needs to get done on a timeline or lose funding. These weather holds aren't unheard of in astronomy. Cloudy nights happen, and observatories are usually located on distant peaks that often see extreme weather. But it's been going on for two weeks now at Lick Observatory. Imagine two straight weeks of snow days. Raquel Maria Dillon, KCBS. Transportation leaders are studying the idea of transforming Bay Area freeways into toll roads. KCBS's Jeffrey Schaub reports under one plan, drivers would pay a fee to travel in any lane of any highway in the nine-county region. The idea behind the study is this. With traffic only getting worse in years to come and the inability to add more lanes to Bay Area highways, would tolls alter commuter behavior? It would be tolling people onto transit, tolling people into carpools tolling people into traveling at other times of the day. John Goodwin is with the MTC, which also sees tolls as a way to fund future highway maintenance. Our transportation needs always outpace the available resources. But commuters will tell you, aren't we already paying for that now? Would you like to see every Bay Area highway, every lane a toll road? No, I would not. What do you think of the idea? Ludicrous. Yeah, how come? They take enough taxes already. Fact is, we couldn't find anyone who thought it was a good idea. Well, we already pay taxes, right, for the roadways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my concern would only be those of the lower income. 
Can you afford that? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I cannot. Jeffrey Schaub, KCBS. To be a good neighbor, sometimes it's best to have boundaries. KCBS's Jade Hernandez explains how a proposed Sonoma County ordinance could add balance between agricultural land preservers and those wanting to grow future wine events. You may not know much about what Bradley Dunn does for a living, but I can tell you his business is a balance keeper of sorts at Permit Sonoma. One of the reasons why uh, land use planning agencies like Permit Sonoma exist is to balance the rights of those uh, who own land and uh, the impacts um, to neighbors and, you know, people that want to, you know, live um, in rural residential areas. We discussed what's called the Winery Events Ordinance he's been working on, which, if adopted next week, would create a new baseline for new and modified use permit applications in Sonoma County. He explained the push to balance preserving agricultural land while still allowing growth of future wine events. So that's kind of our essential um, conundrum and, and job at Permit Sonoma is to um, strike a balance between, um, you know, those two desires. The proposed ordinance goes before the Sonoma County Board of Supervisors next Tuesday. It covers parking requirements, food service, traffic management, and noise standards, items which keep permit holders good neighbors. Jade Hernandez, KCBS. Here's the Mancini Sleep World six-day forecast. Hey, good morning. Meteorologist Jessica Birch here. An atmospheric river sweeping in from offshore, and we've been dealing with it pretty much all in these overnight hours, too. Some heavy downpour down in the Santa Cruz Mountains and all throughout the Bay Area is starting to taper off as we head into the afternoon today. But I will say this, don't be shocked for the next couple days if you see some heavy pockets of rain sweep their way through your local area. We're dealing with these on and off showers really for our Saturday and Sunday forecast with another atmospheric river expected to sweep its way into our Santa Clara Valley all the way up into the North Bay, heading into Monday and Tuesday of next week. So the rain is not done just yet. It's just going to die down a little bit for the next couple days. But to add to that, we're also dealing with windy conditions. This morning alone, breezy conditions out there on the roads. Be very careful on the bridges, especially throughout the morning commute. Heading into this afternoon, a wind advisory will expire by the National Weather Service around 4 o'clock, but still breezy conditions into the evening hours tonight. Like I said, scattered on and off showers pretty much all throughout this weekend with some locally heavy downpours, but not Nothing like what we saw last night. Keep that in mind for any outdoor plans you have. We'll keep you updated here in the Weather Center. But for now, I'm meteorologist Jessica Birch with your KCBS KPIX First Alert forecast. Heavy rain and high winds from this latest storm get crews in the North Bay on their toes. KCBS's Mike DeWald reports from San Anselmo, where the big tree came down on a home. This massive tree shattered a window, crashing through a second-story bathroom and damaging part of a deck on this hillside home. Though miraculously didn't damage the structure itself, no one was hurt and the homeowners were able to stay. Ron Lackman lives next door. He said the wind howled through the night. Super loud and scary. Marine Fire Chief Jason Weber says the atmospheric river kept crews on their toes. Most engine companies were busy across the county with trees and wires down. Weber says that by and large the county fared well but cautions that drivers this morning should still take things slow. There was a lot of rain last night so there'll be low-lying areas will have standing water on them on the freeways. Between reservoir spillover and runoff Weber says the creeks are flowing. Our creeks hit their highest level we've seen this year even through the the last series of storms that were pretty significant and that was because the reservoirs are full. Elsewhere in the North Bay the rains pushed the Napa River into flood stage. The Russian River is projected to do the same this 
this afternoon, though both are expected to avoid flooding. In San Anselmo, Mike DeWald, KCBS. Why does it seem political polarization in the U.S. is only getting worse? We asked that question this week on our show, The State of California. Here's KCBS's Jim Taylor. Polarization. Let's get right to it. As host Doug Sovereign speaks with USC professor Fred Cook, creator of the Polarization Index. So I think many of us feel like the country is more polarized than ever. Uh, Is it? It hasn't gotten any better. We started uh, measuring polarization three years ago when the administration changed just to see if uh, Biden would be able to bring the country together. And the overall levels of polarization are just as high now as they were when he took office. Cook says maybe we need to look at polarization in a new way, like a weapon. I think what has happened is media and politicians have both figured out that polarization is a strategy. It's not just a problem. It's a strategy that they can use to uh, get viewers, raise money, get votes. The state of California heard every day right here at 3.30. Jim Taylor, KCBS. The number of new students accepted to Stanford is down this year, but it's not because fewer kids are applying. KCBS's Kathy Whitman reports on why it's so difficult to get in. Stanford University has released its latest admissions figures, and a record low number of applicants has been accepted to the prestigious university. 56,000 students applied for a place in the freshman class, but only less than 2,100 will be starting school there in the fall. The number of those applying to public universities has also decreased, but only slightly, according to UCLA education professor Mitchell Chang. And at least to places like Stanford and the Ivy League is being mostly driven by applicants from wealthier families. He says young people should be encouraged to apply to colleges and universities in the middle range. They could make more of a difference in elevating the chances of mobility for students, especially students from less wealthy families. Stanford's numbers show a decrease in the number of white students and an increase in the number of Asian American students in the class of 2026. And the number of black students is at only 7% of the student body, down from previous years. Kathy Whitman, KCBS. Subscribe to the All Local wherever you get your podcasts and stream us on your smart speaker 24-7 by saying, play KCBS radio. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.